Trumos, Perak Aleph, Mishnah Vav, 1-6. The Mishnah lists five categories of people who l'charchila shouldn't take truma, but if they do, their taking of the truma is, after the fact, effective. The Mishnah says, Chamisha lo yisrimu, there are five who shouldn't take truma. Vim tarmu, if they do take truma, trumas and truma, their truma that they declared is fully truma in every respect. Now, the list of five actually is just determined by two simple factors. Uh, the first factor is that there's a requirement to make a bracha before one separates truma, like so many mitzvahs. We've already said this before earlier in the Masechta. And since certain people are, are unable to make a bracha, um, they shouldn't take truma since they won't be able to make the bracha. But since the requirement to, take a bracha, to make a bracha is just rabbinic in nature and actually doesn't impinge directly upon the fulfillment of any mitzvah, if one f- fails to make the bracha as required rabbinically, he still can fulfill the, the Torah mitzvah in full. So that's one category. There are some who can't make a bracha. There are actually going to be three of those in our Mishnah for people who, for different reasons, can't make brachas. Um, and then the second reason is going to be because there's a requirement to choose the best portion of the produce to separate as truma. The Pasuk refers to taking terimus kol truma sashem mikol chelbo, take from the chel of the fat, the best part, the choicest part. And if a person is unable to choose, determine which is the choicest part, so then he shouldn't be taking truma lechachila because inevitably the choice part won't be taken. But since after the fact, whatever part one chose is still now legitimately truma, so after the fact, although he shouldn't have taken truma because he couldn't choose the best part, after the fact, whatever he chose does become truma. Um, So those those are the two reasons why these five are listed. Here they are. The first is ha'ilem. An ilem is a mute. So this is a person who's unable to speak. He can hear fine, but he can't speak. And since he can't speak, he can't make a bracha. And since he can't make a bracha, as we said before, l'charachila, he shouldn't take truma. The second is v'hashikur, a drunk. In determining whether a person is drunk or not, there are actually two different levels of drunkenness in the measure of Chazal. Uh, the first is called enu yachol adaber b'fnei ha-melech, a person who can't speak before a king by virtue of the fact that he's drunk. He can't conceal the fact that he's drunk. And the idea being, it's disrespectful to be drunk and present yourself before a king, and if the king could detect your drunkenness, you would be at risk for him saying off with his head. And that being the case, when you've reached the point of mental impairment where you can't conceal your drunkenness, that's this first level. Um, And as a general rule, one is still fully considered fully um, liable for his activity and can actually do essentially all mitzvahs with few exceptions um, at that level of drunkenness. He's so fully obligated in mitzvahs and his mitzvahs are mitzvahs. Um, a notable exception is that one should no longer daven shmona esrei when he has reached that level of intoxication because it's inappropriate to present yourself in front of the king of kings uh, when you're drunk, all the more so if you can't present yourself in front of a, a flesh and blood king. Um, but in general, that's not considered drunk that would prohibit or inhibit you from doing mitzvahs. But in the case of truma, as we said before, you need to have discernment. You need to be able to determine which is the choicest piece of the truma. And when you're drunk, you can't make that determination because you're impaired. And in the case, you no longer should be taking truma. There is a second level of drunkenness, which is called shechruso shalot, the drunk as drunk as lot was, um, based on the, the story in Bracious of Lot who was 
totally intoxicated, thanks to his daughters, and ended up sleeping with his daughters. So the idea being at that level of, you know, you're so, so wasted from the alcohol that you don't know what you're doing at all. And such a person is considered to be like a shota, he's totally exempt from all mitzvahs, and any mitzvah he does, actually, he's not yotzi, um, is mentally incompetent. So that's a totally different level. But we're talking here about the first level here. We're saying when, it goes out saying if a person's got shechrusa shalot, he's totally, you know, paralytic and drunkenness, obviously, whatever he does doesn't count, because um, he's putter from mitzvahs at that point. Um, but even at this earlier stage of you can't speak in front of the king. Already at that point, you're impaired and shouldn't be taking truma because you can't choose the best part. But if you did, after the fact, it works. And Aram is a naked person. So here, the point is that one shouldn't make a bracha when he is unclothed. Um, it's based on a Pasuk. The Pasuk says, uh, The Lord your God will walk in the midst of your camp to save you, to put your enemies before you, you have to have a um, a sanctified encampment, and it shouldn't be seen amongst you a unseemly thing. Ervas davar means a, an unseemly, or maybe even lewd um, thing, um, the word erva has connotations of sexuality, <clears throat> it's lewdness, but um, it's a drasha, that the one's private parts are called erva, and we're darshing davar, which means a thing, also can mean like dibor, like speech, so that one shouldn't have um, speech relating to kedusha um, in the presence of erva, of, of nakedness. So the measurement here is um, one's own nakedness even is a problem, he would have to have his privates covered, um, and actually even have a, a separation between his, the line of sight, let's call it, between his heart and his chest and, and his private. So wearing boxer shorts alone would be sufficient to no longer be arum and, and make brachas, um, etc. But if one would have just, let's say, a long, whatever, it, it, at that point he's covered. But even if he, has, he hasn't got a shirt on. But if he's totally uncovered, his privates are exposed, he may not make brachas. And since you can't make a bracha, v'chachila, you shouldn't be separating truma either and forego making that bracha. The fourth is v'hasuma, a blind person. Again, a blind person can't determine which is the chelev, the best part of the truma, and that being the case, he shouldn't be separating truma. And finally, the fifth, uvalkeri, a person who's a balkeri. A balkeri is someone who's had a seminal emission. That could be for any reason um, at all. Uh, after a seminal emission, so a person... Um, is tummy, but that's not the point. That's not relevant here. The point, the point is that there was, um, from the time of Ezra already at Takana, that people after being becoming Valkeri should um, first go to the mikvah prior to saying any davish pekedusha blessings, praying kriyashma, etc. Um, and that being the case, a person who's a Valkeri can't make a bracha yet, and therefore he shouldn't be separating truma. And that last point, um, in the Mishnah's assumption a person's a Balkari and has to be Mahar Balibo, he can only think the words in his head, he could never say words of Kriyashma or Brachas, etc. Excuse me, Kriyashma is a terrible example of that. Darn it.